Welcome, everybody. Yet another episode of the Wrestling vs. the World podcast. If you're enjoying your day, awesome. If not, let me tell you something, brother. It's time to wrap this shit up because now it is time to review the fourth and final season of Hogan Knows Best. Fourth season, 11 episodes to go through. Let's finally close off this show once and for all. So the very first episode of the season called Wedlock Headlock, beginning where Linda and Brooke are driving in the car and Linda's just stressed out about everything, even yells at Hulk over the phone before even t- chucking her co- phone right behind her. And I think she's driving a Cadillac. She's just like, Arr! So, so much stress is going on. By the time she comes home, she's arguing with Hulk and everything, and they're teasing a divorce, being like, I can't, both of them are like, I'm tired of the fighting, I can't live like this. But then they decide, hey, why don't we go to a marriage counselor and just try to fix the fighting, because it's been going on for like six months. Hulk is feeling sexually frustrated because Linda's just like never in the mood. So we at least know why Hulk's stressed, and Linda's just stressed about everything else, so the counselor decides to give them some suggestions on what to do going forward to kind of rebuild things between them. So one of the things is they both have what's known as a wish day. So both of them get like three wishes, kind of like a genie, just without anything to rub, and the other person has to abide by it, like whatever their wishes are. So you have one point right off the bat where Hulk rolls around on his Segway because he doesn't want to walk, and Linda walks beside him. They decide they want to talk, just not about anything stressful, business-related, no phones on. But the problem is they're walking and they have absolutely nothing to talk about. Because they just can't figure out what to talk about if they don't have their phones around or they're not talking about business or anything stress-related. So, ooh, not a good sign there. So the next day, Hulk has his wish day with Linda. First wish, he wants her to help shave his bag while wearing a bikini in the shower. I mean, she's skeptical about it because she doesn't want to wear a bikini, but it's like, hey, it's wish day. got to do it. Second wish, they lay on the roof together just to relax in the sun and everything, and surprisingly, they don't have any fighting. And then I guess the third wish, leading into the commercial break, they end up, after the kids leave, they go back in the bedroom and bam, get it on. So then after this, the commercial break happens, they come back, and they're meeting with the counselor again for a checkup, and Hulk starts talking about what he's feeling, everything, saying that he's attracted to Linda no matter how she looks, and especially likes it when she's all rowdy and just crazy acting and everything. They start both reading a list about who, what they know about the other person in terms of what they like, what they're stressed out about, their desires in life and everything. Like, Linda just wants to be happy, Hulk wants to be happily married forever and financially sad, which it's understandable. And then, of course, they bring up the top, the topic of divorce, how they've discussed it. And Hulk just doesn't want to see that happen because he hears Linda talk about stuff she wants to do, but he thinks it's only healthy if they're if they're talking about stuff that the whole family can do because they don't want he doesn't want to imagine anybody doing their own thing and the family just getting broken up. But of course, we'll see later that ends up happening anyway. Uh, later on, Linda finally has her wish day, and her first wish is Hulk to bring her breakfast in bed, which happens, but of course it's pretty much like stuff he's reheated out of the refrigerator. And she also asks for Hulk to express his feelings about uh, Linda in form of a poem that night for dinner. So I mean, alright, that's nice, but Hulk is struggling to even think about anything, so he asks Brooke to help, because his poem is just going nowhere. And afterwards, he also does something nice by setting her up a bubble bath to help her relax, but then stops Hulk from joining in. It's like, no, this is my bath. And at that point, Hulk's already in his underwear. He's like, all right, enjoy your bath. And he freaking walks away. Then finally, at the end of the episode, they're sitting around in the living room. They're having dinner. And Hulk finally reads the poem, which gets everybody emotional. 
about how he's feeling about their marriage at that point. They don't. He doesn't want to fight. He wants to keep the family together. So it's just like it really gets to all of them. Like I said, wait until the final episode and the updates that you're gonna hear about by the time the series finale happens. Uh, episode two, Brooks bodyguard. So at this point, everybody's got their own stuff going on. Nicholas is drifting. Linda has to take care of somebody. Hope's trying to get back to work. So, Brooke pretty much has nobody to watch her, so they'd all decide, why don't just get Brooke a bodyguard for when she's going on tour? Because she's about to go out of state, I think, to, like, either, yeah, I think to L.A. for some appearances. But they'd say, hey, you need a bodyguard because you're 20 years, almost 20 years old, and you just can't be trusted on your own. So, Hulk, like, interviews a bunch of bodyguards, some of them more promising than others. And he try, decides to hire this guy called Fred a.k.a. Big Fred. He lays down some rules for him, which involves, like, updating him every hour about how Brooke's doing, which is like, Jesus Christ, Hulk, you can't keep doing that. And also saying, keep the guys away, no alcohol. Brooke gets on her flight. She has a couple media appearances to make. And it's her first time going somewhere without her family, so that's a surprise there. She feigns having issues in the bathroom when she's trying to get to the hotel just as a joke on Big Fred. And when Fred tries to book his hotel... Brooke behind his back is trying to tell him, hey, don't let him be on the same floor as me. So they end up making that happen. And she even vents to the camera crew afterwards when freaking Fred goes to his room. She's like, oh, I want to shoot that guy because she just can't stand him because he's constantly intervening in everything. She even tries working out at the gym and every single time a guy tries coming along with her just to talk, freaking Fred's just getting in the way every time. It's like, come on, let her freaking communicate with her fans. All right, they're not doing anything. They're not getting crazy. They're not feeling her up or anything. It's like, chill out, dude. They even have some fun at the radio show later on in L.A., and they have a little fun with Fred, being like, oh, what would happen if this guy who's here on our team attacked him, and you had Fred tackle him to the ground, all fun and all that stuff. But then the radio host decides, hey, there's a way you can sabotage him. Just tell your father that he's hitting on you. So, eventually, Brooke goes to the Wild and Out show, which is hosted by Nick Cannon. I don't know if it was still on v if it was on VH1 or MTV at that point. Brooke finally calls her dad at the hotel from the hotel and saying, like, Oh, yeah, he's, like, really into me. We're actually getting along. Afterwards, they, when they finally get home, Hulk talks to Fred, and it's just, like, insinuated that, according to Brooke, when they're holding hands, being all friendly, everything's like, Oh, yeah, Fred's, Fred's got a thing for Brooke. And at that, that point, Hulk is just like, All right, we can't keep this guy around. Kicks him to the curb, and they rehire a brand new bodyguard, because, like, again, Brooke, you can't be on your own. So they actually hire a woman who's a martial arts expert. And, of course, that excites Brooke, because, like, hey, two women. Like, they can be friendly, like like minds, and, oh, we can go shopping! Yay! So, yeah, I'm sure Hulk's excited about that. So that's episode two. Episode three, Hulk's Extreme Makeover. Oh, there's a bit of con... There's some references in here, too, and... You'll understand this in just a bit. So Hulk finally arrives home from the gym. He's sore, and his family just gets right on his case for his fashion sense because it's like he's got pants that look like they're from the 80s, and he's got the fanny pack on, and he actually brings out everything that he's got stored in there, like credit cards, business cards, driver's license, remotes, eye drops, everything. It's like, that fucker is full. So they decide, hey, we're, we need to update your look. You don't need to look like an old man or anything. So they try changing his looks up for... To help him, Brooke starts off by trying to style his hair and puts him in freaking braided pigtails. Gets laughed at everybody. They decide, hey, why don't we put some wigs on him? You even see Linda put a wig on him that she wore in his gym from the season two episode eight, Twilight of a God. When it seemed like she had a short haircut with that black headband on, but it turns out it's just a wig. So they actually brought that back for that whole thing. 
So then Hulk and Linder, they're going through the wardrobe, checking all these clothes and everything. And Linder, for some reason, has a jacket that looks like the prototype of Chris Jericho's light-up jacket that he would have when he came back to WWE in 2012, just without the lights. Like, oh, here's a little sense of what it could be. And they finally decide, hey, we're going to go shopping, update your look for at least a public image. So they go through different clothes stores. Some outfits that he ended up wearing make him look like a freaking soccer player because of the top and bottom choices. Hulk tries a button-up collar shirt, and even though Hulk's not really a collar guy. And he tries flexing his muscles, and he ends up ripping the back of the shirt, just trying to flex his arms forward, like, and they're like, ah, oh, boy. And they even buy him a freaking man purse, and Hulk is like, a man purse? And when they try giving it to him once they buy it and get out of the store, Hulk just takes that thing and throws it right in the nearby outdoor fountain. It's like, I am bringing around a freaking man purse. Then they also decide, hey, we're going to take you out for a spa day, He's getting everything done on him, like facials and all that. And unfortunately, Brooke accidentally sees his weenie because he's trying to get ready to get dressed after taking a shower. And she's like, oh my god! It's like, he said get out! Golly, Brooke, you don't fucking listen. Then Hulk goes to the gym showing off his new makeover because he meets up with Al Green. You know, the same guy from the WXO. My name is Al Green. And Al approves of it saying like, hey, this is a good new look for you. After returning home with Nick, Linda sees Hulk trying to go on the jet ski. He's like, no, you've got a hair appointment. But what they didn't tell Hulk was it's actually a hair medical restoration clinic. So they're trying to get hair back on his head. And Hulk is like, he's getting drawn on, getting put through computer technology, saying, hey, here's how you will look with this hairstyle or that hairstyle if your mustache would change. But Hulk is pissed off because he's tired of all the jokes and he just leaves. He's like, no, screw this. I mean, Hulk's been bald for like, what, like since the 80s, somewhere there, it's like he's used to it at this point. There's no point in working that. So, I mean, they worked with the new wardrobe, but they didn't. he didn't want hair on his head. It's whatever. Uh, episode 4, Keep It Up With Nick. Now, this is a bit of a disconnection theme type episode because Nick is hanging out with his friends, but Hulk just feels disconnected with, with Nick the whole time because it's like Nick is into all these different things, but Hulk can't relate and he feels like he's losing his connection with his son. I mean, Nick is even trying to instruct Linda and Hulk on what instant messaging is and all the acronyms for, like, typing on the computer. And Hulk is sitting there on the laptop trying to freaking type, like, one letter at a time because he doesn't know how to, how freaking laptop works or MacBook or whatever they're doing. He's so like, S, H, oh, where's the space bar? So he's trying to get that, get into that in order to at least communicate with Nick. And Hulk even tries to get into rap. So he's going to the freaking store and he's just like, oh, here's all these different freaking musical artists. And he's like, does anybody have any rappers have like a, a proper name and everything like Tom or whoever? And he even tries listening to Young Jeezy, who he keeps saying Young Cheesy. It's like Hulk, read. I mean, he's even rapping while constantly replaying a certain song in the truck. He's trying to rap it along like he's into it. And he's even watching that show, The Hills, which I've never heard of, just trying to seem like he is in tune with his son. He even asked Nick to help him out to try to get Young Jeezy's songs on his phone. But Nick is actually taking a surprise. It's like, since when do you listen to Young Jeezy? But again, Hulk keeps saying Young Cheesy or Jay-Z or whatever the fuck. And he actually offers to bring Nick to the shooting range, which actually is an outdoor one. But just like what we had in the second episode, Nick has other plans. He can't go to the shooting range. So instead, he actually brings Brooke. It's one of the outdoor shooting ranges where, like, the frisbee is getting chucked. And you shoot him in the air. Pull! Pew! And Brooke ends up having a good time. 
Then afterwards, Hulk decides, hey, we need to do a family thing. Why don't we go go-kart racing? So they go indoors with the protective mask and the helmets, and of course, Nick wins the race. But then Hulk is like, oh, this didn't impress Nick. Why don't I get into drifting? So they end up going to the same driving school with the same instructor from Season 3, Episode 9, where Nick was trying to get into drifting everything and trying to get his license. And Hulk actually gets the hang of drifting and even impresses Nick by showing up at the track. It's like, oh, let me try drifting, brother. And he ends up freaking killing it and surprising Nick. Nick's like, when did you learn how to drift? I mean, like, and Nick even opened up. He's like, hey, you don't have to be interested in the same stuff. You're my dad and everything. So it's like, hey, at least they patched that stuff up. So that's episode four. Episode five, Hogan knows workouts. So right off the bat, Linda is talking about how she wants to start working out and everything. So it feels like a slight bit of the same premise of what we had with Rent-A-Guru, only without a guru this time. But Linda is like, I want to work out. I want to get into bathing suit shape. But then Hogan's like, hey, I want to work out with you to help you out. But Linda's like, no, I know your routines. We'll be in the gym for four hours. No, I want to get a trainer. So they actually hire a trainer who... If you're watching Friends, you'll get this reference. He looks like a blonde Paolo. Alright, the freaking Italian guy that freaking Jennifer Aniston, a.k.a. Rachel, was dating on the show for a bit. He looks like that guy, but with blonde hair the whole time. I think he was like Czechoslovakian. He's going through helping Linda with the workouts and everything. But his second time being there, he pisses off Hogan, saying that like he doesn't have a TV and wrestling to him was fucking fake. And at that point, Hulk was like, all right, get your ass out of my house. You wash your mouth. You don't call wrestling fucking fake. Get out of here. So that guy's gone. Then Linda and Brooke decide, hey, since we don't have this trainer anymore named Martin, I think his name was, let's go to classes at the gym. So they go through a female instructor. It's whatever. This woman is, was weird. And then they go to this male one who's almost like a comedian of sorts. Like, with all these different poses and acting like animals. Hulk even watched them, and he shakes his head in disapproval. It's just like, oh, this is stupid shit. And then, like, two weeks later, after going through the classes, Linda checks her scale, and it's, like, 182 pounds or something. She's like, I've gained five pounds since then. And she finally then decides, hey, all right, I'll let my husband help freaking train me in exercising. So they go through the gym and everything one day, and Linda's exhausted, and it's like, all right, you did upper body work this time. Now today we'll just work on legs to give that part a rest. And then after two weeks, Linda checks the scale again, and she's dropped about almost 15 pounds. So she loses almost 15 pounds in two weeks. It's like Hulk's regimen works. Just like, hey, this is what happens when you finally listen to your husband, who's been working, who's a freaking exercising maniac over the years. Minus the steroids. Uh, episode six. Brooke's older boyfriend. And we also get a recurring character finally coming back. So Hulk is met at the front door because a guy appears there at the door with a bunch of roses. But it turns out it's all for Brooke from a guy named Mark. But when they start questioning her about it, she doesn't exactly want to answer the questions about who is this guy and any other details about it. And even at one point, she's supposed to go on a date with him. And she actually runs out of the house to make sure that they don't meet Mark yet. Because there are some issues there. They both go hang out at the Sea Aquarium or whatever. And Brooke ends up preparing Mark for any potential questions. He's like, hey, your dad's not going to intimidate me. But then she preps him saying, okay, here are some questions that he might ask. Like, what do you do? Sexual history? Do you have AIDS? And all that other shit. So, like, eventually she's talking to the family. And she's like, all right, you guys get to meet Mark. But I'm going to lay some ground rules here. And she even makes a reference to episode one of the series. Saying that, oh, you're not going to... Forced us to go on a date and take your car with take this car with a GPS system in it. So she's aware of what happened at the series premiere with freaking tracking the first date. So they finally meet Mark, they learn his background, including the fact that he was a big wrestling fan as a kid. But then they find out that he's 30 years old. 
saying he looks like he's five years younger. But the problem is, he's 30 at this point, Brooke is 19. And you might want to remember that because there's a continuity error a few episodes later there, too. So then they're going on and doing everything, and you actually get Big Show appearing on the show again. He's at the house playing a big guitar hero with Nick before talking about Brooke's dating situation with Hulk. And Big Show's like, hey, why don't you find another guy to kind of take her mind off it? And that's when Hulk decides, hey, why don't I bring back Jerry from season two of that Hogan boyfriend test episode to kind of get her mind off everything? Because, I mean, technically they said they dated, so that's bringing back an ex-boyfriend. But Hulk tries to say, oh... Just bring him here for the weekend, have some fun. Jerry arrives, and that surprises Brooke. She's like, oh my god. And then while Jerry's there, that's when Mark comes in, takes Brooke out for a date, and things get awkward when Hulk lets Mark know that, oh, this is Jerry, he's an ex-boyfriend of Brooke, and Brooke's even getting all awkward about it. But then, then when Jerry asks about Mark, that's when freaking Hulk lies saying, like, about information about Mark, saying that it's like, oh, he's just some other guy in town or whatever, it's business-related. So he's lying to Jerry, not revealing that, hey, that's her boyfriend. That's the guy she's trying to fuck. So Brooke and Mark, they end up going to dinner, and Mark asks about Jerry. And then Brooke tries to say, oh, he's just an ex. There's nothing to worry about. It's all good. Don't have don't have feelings or anything. Then later on, Hulk actually takes Brooke and Jerry out on the boat to relax. And he, Hulk's feeling prideful. It's like, oh, yeah, my plan is working. She's not thinking about Mark. It's just like, come on. Then Hulk decides, hey... You've got this day now to go hang out with Brooke. You can take one of my cars, this fancy yellow one, and here's extra money to keep taking Brooke out to these different places for dates and all that stuff. So then Jerry and Brooke are going out to eat, and then Mark calls the house like, hey, we're, I'm supposed to do something with Brooke. And then Hulk spills beans saying like, oh yeah, Brooke's going out and doing all these things with Jerry, which pisses off Mark. And then while Brooke is supposed to be having dinner, Mark calls, and I think it Pretty much, he pretty much dumps her over the phone while she steps away to take the call because it's like, oh, you're hanging out with Jerry instead of me. Go away. Not here to play games or any of that shit. Then Brooke just keeps settling about it like when she gets back to dinner with Jerry. When they come home, she sees that, oh, my parents are watching. We gotta piss them off. And then that's when they start making out to close the episode. So it's like, hey, you want her attention off Mark? There you go. Uh, episode 7, Hogan's Go West. So every year the family goes on vacations and everything like that, having fun. But this time it is Linda's choice, and for some reason she chooses to go to Wyoming. She wants a country-themed vacation. But it's like, what does there do really in Wyoming? Do they even have a population there? Honestly, don't know. So they take a private plane to Wyoming, they get a tour of a nearby town, and they get brought to a city with a population of like 50 people. But they don't even have like a Walgreens or even a McDonald's anywhere near there, which is like, what the frick? And then Nick and Brooke are at the ranch and they're like, we don't have phone receptions out here. So it's like they got to live an easier lifestyle there, like when they get into the ranch that they're renting for vacation. So the family it ends up having to take a lot of time, but they're actually having to do chores right off the bat, like with wrangling animals. Hulk doesn't want a part of it. They're having to shovel up cow feces and then taking care of steers, feeding, and all that stuff. Linda's having a good time, but nobody else is, because it's like, this ain't a vacation if we're doing chores. But then they finally start having fun afterwards. They're going horseback riding. But Hulk can't even control his horse, because this horse is just standing there eating grass, and Hulk's like, come on. Go, brother, go. So it takes a while for Hulk's horse to even start going. Everybody enjoys a big dinner and everything, and Brooke even tries the uh, milk that she milked from a cow just a bit earlier in the episode, and it's like, oh my god, this milk is really good. So it's whatever. And then when they have a big uh, 
party or whatever at the house, Nick decides to fuck with Brooke by putting a public restroom sign on her door when she's isolating herself in her bedroom. So people think to go in there to go take a piss. And then Nick even scares her later that night by taking a deer head off the wall from, like, think inside the ranch, ends up holding it in front of the window in order to scare the shit out of her. It's like, good move. Then finally, by the end of the episode, they do a bit of an outdoor shooting, have an outdoor shooting range with logs and beer containers and everything, shooting that. Brooke's the only one not wanting to do it, even though she's done shooting a bit before, but she doesn't want to be around guns. Everybody else is shooting, like, a revolver. It's like, yay, this worked. Well, it's either a revolver or a pistol. I don't, I'm not a gun expert. They're just shooting out alcohol containers, and they actually end up going fishing. But Nick screws up because he tries casting line and gets stuck on a tree. Hulk's like, yeah, that's the biggest tree you've ever caught. And Brooke just doesn't want to take part of it because it's like, oh my god, I'm killing and drowning worms. I can't do this. So, Brooke doesn't even want to go fishing. Episode 8, Birds and the Bees. <laughs> oh, you can tell this is going to be a weird one. So Nick, Brooke, and a friend of his, I think his name is Stax with a dollar sign at the end, are watching this like weird video. I think it was a Carmen Electra doing like a chair dance. Brooke's like, I don't want to watch this. She tries to change the channel, but instead she's like, all right, I'll leave the room instead because it ain't my room. And Nick and his friend Stax decide, hey, why don't we go join an art class for like new drawings and everything? So they do it, and like they're drawing on a few, drawing pictures of a female nude model, but the teacher just keeps criticizing them at every turn for how they're drawing stuff, the proportions of everything, like breast sizes and the waist and cracking jokes and talking to the models. Like, this guy's on their case about everything. Then you also get a bit of a uh, cut over to the family who is at home by themselves, just Linda, Hulk, and Brooke. They're saying like, hey, Nick might be sexually active and nobody's even given him the talk yet. And Brooke even admits that she knows how sex works because she actually caught their parents in bed when she was five. So it's like, oh, there's no stork. I call you guys once in bed. Ha ha. Whatever. So Hulk decides, hey, we're going to, I'm going to have to have the talk with him. But then Hulk is also at the gym and once again runs into Big Show. And he's talking to Big Show. He's like, hey, do you think Brooke is having sex or Nick is having sex and Big Show can't even give a definitive answer? He's like, uh... So he can't even give an answer if he thinks Nick's having sex yet. And then Big Show actually joins him at a to the Hulk to the bookstore to try to get books about sex education. They're trying to read about like STDs and all that shit. And Hulk actually buys a good handful of books to help educate Nick. But then when Hulk is sitting down talking to Nick about STDs and pregnancy and everything, Nick is just cracking up because of all the freaking references that Hulk is making for comparisons with sex. And then Hulk even admits he at one point had scabies. Well, because of a dirty bed. So it's like, it didn't, doesn't seem like Nick is taking this whole thing seriously. So, they do something that I'm glad I did not have to go through in high school. The whole robotic baby treatment. Yes, he has to take care of a computerized baby. And he gets a report card at the end about how good of a father he is. And then Nick is told, hey, if you don't take part in this, you're going to be grounded for two weeks. So he's pretty much forced into all this. He tries hanging out with his friends, with the baby, the baby keeps crying, he's driving everybody nuts to the point where Nick can't even take time to even eat lunch, because that baby's just driving him crazy, and he even has to reject an opportunity to hang out with his friends because of the responsibility, so then Nick finally gets like two hours of sleep, and then they show the montage at the beginning, it's like, wait, where's the baby? And he opens up his guitar case and all, there's the baby crying everything, because that's the only way he can muffle it. And finally, after 24 hours with the baby, they get their report card, and Nick gets a C for a grade, they're like, alright, that works. But they had a lot of criticism there. It's like, oh, you didn't change the baby. You didn't rock it at this time. You didn't feed it at this time. I'm glad I didn't have to go through that in high school. All right, episode nine. Third to last episode, Hogan's in Disguise. So Brooke has got a concert 
within like a three-week time span at Universal Studios. And Nick and Brooke want to go hang out at the theme park. But the problem is they're feeling like the family is going to get swarmed because, hey, they're the Hogan's, they're celebrities and everything. And that's when Brooke's hairdresser, Danny, decides, hey, here's an idea. Why don't you guys get disguises and prosthetics and everything so people can't recognize you in public? They're like, all right, that works. So the family agrees to, and then while they're at the hotel, Nick and his friend decide, hey, let's go or swimsuit shopping because we didn't bring any because we want to go hang at the pool. They're like, hey, let's have some fun. I'll choose, Nick will choose his friend's swimsuit and vice versa. And they're ones that are getting everybody's attention and yellow and pink Crocs. It's like, yellow, pink. So they just make fools of themselves and everything in public with a weird swimsuit and everything. So Brooke finally has her concert without any problems. And I noticed something here. Jimmy Hart is there at the concert to open up the show. It's just like everywhere this family goes, there's either Jimmy Hart or Eric Bischoff. Like, my God. Like, I get it. Jimmy Hart is close to the family, but why does he have to be everywhere? This ain't wrestling. And then finally, the morning after the concert, the family goes through their transformations. They're a, fa they're a redneck family from Milwaukee. I know Hulk's name is like Frank. I don't remember Linda's name. I think... I think Brooke's name, I don't remember what it was. I think Clint was the name of Nick. They got all these different outfits and everything. So it's like, hey, now we can enjoy ourselves. So they're going roller coasters. Hulk does that whole hammer swing to make that freaking metal bar, whatever, hit the bell at the top of the pole thing. I can't remember what that thing is. Just like, ding, you guys know what I'm talking about. Then Hulk decides, hey, I'm going to ride around in this mobility scooter. But then at one point, he freaking crashes into a wall and everybody helps him to get back on the thing. Because like, oh, this is this is an older, large-sized man. He needs help up. And Brooke sits on the side. Everybody's trying to relax. And then she's talking to this random guy about Hogan knows best. Ask guy, hey, do you think Brooke is hot? And he's like, I don't know. Well, do you think she's fat? And he's like, yeah, a little bit. And it's just like, like a freaking record screech sound effect there and after that the family was like all right we're tired we're hot let's get rid of this disguise they all get rid of their disguises and everything and then everybody draws a crowd it's like oh my god it's the hogan family yay so they closed the episode they had a good time they went most of the time without getting recognized until they decide hey we're gonna reveal ourselves anyway but it's like hey that was the only way they could enjoy themselves that for just going to a theme park because that's what happens with celebrities you're gonna get swarmed all right, episode 10, the second last episode of not just the season, but the series called Brooke Breaks the Bank. Linda and Hulk get on Brooke's case right at the beginning, right at the beginning because she's spending more money than they're making, taking in because of her shows and everything. They decide, hey, Brooke, you need to learn financial responsibilities, so we're going to make you in charge of your own money. You're going to have your own amount of money to spend, a limit. You've got to learn all this stuff. And it gets bad right off the bat because... Brooke goes shopping for her dancers, and she spends over $1,400 in one sitting. And Brooke even admits this is not going to be enough because that's going to cover like two or three songs because her dancers, when they're doing their act, they got to go through a costume change midway through the show for dancing and everything. And she even talks to Glenn. She's like, oh, my family wants me to be financially responsible. I might as well also go out and get my own apartment. And I think the apartment that they actually visit is the same apartment that they'll actually be used for a setting for Brooke Knows Best coming up, if memory serves me correctly. But then Brooke is like, all right, how much will it be to own this place? It's like $6 million for their apartment, but to rent it, it's like twenty grand a month at the least. It's like, good Lord. I mean, that's a lot of money just for anybody's sake. But then afterwards, Brooke comes home. She talks next, like, oh my God, my credit card got declined at the store. I had to leave everything there. And she calls the 
freaking credit card, and it turns out it's because her card's deactivated because she ain't paying the bill. So she's got to do that in order to get it turned back on. And then Hulk gets some statements in the mail, and it turns out that she had two checks bounce in the meantime, and she doesn't even know how to balance her checkbook. So Hulk and Linda have got to sit down with her to understand finances, balance her checkbook, figure out what your limit is with money, make sure that you're getting a proper amount in and you're not spending more than you're making everything. So they got to have this sit down talk about all that. Then after Brooke is caught reading a book like Financial Responsibility for Dummies or whatever, Nick decides, hey, why don't we talk to a finance guy trying to get you some endorsements to help going forward? And even Glenn tries chiming in to help figure out her expenses with how many dancers you need, how much it'll cost for travel and hotel and clothes and everything. And then Brooke reveals, hey, I spent another six grand on clothes and everything. It's just like, good lord, woman. I get it. Women like shopping, but you got to be careful. All right. Then afterwards, Brooke finally gets her performance. She's up in New York. First performance since she was forced to go through this financial responsibility. And Brooke is exhausted because it's like, hey, my equipment sounded like shit because I didn't have much money to work with. So it's that's that's whatever. Then when she gets home, she reveals, hey, I've got a possible endorsement deal. I think she said like MasterCard for like six figures. So she's hoping that money's going to help with financial with the budget going forward, but not all of it's going to go for. She's not going to spend all that money at once for shows and everything. And then she has another show at Sunfest, which gets introduced by Jamie Hart. Again, why is he everywhere? And then here's continuity issues. Hulk introduces the show. He's like, hey, here's my 18-year-old daughter, Brooke. But four episodes prior for the older boyfriend episode, it's established she's 19, not 18. Because they established her boyfriend, Mark, was like 30, so there's an 11-year age difference. So how was she 19 in that episode four years prior, four episodes prior, yet she's 18 here? I mean, I get it. Last season, we went through continuity issues. Same thing with season two, but come on. But she finally gives her performance. It's all good. And Brooke is like, we can't be cheap on equipment and everything. We can have a budget for the dancers and everything and travel and everything. But we can't be stingy on equipment because it affects the performance. So finally, that's done. And now, folks, what ends up being the series finale, even though it's, a even though it's promoted in as a season finale, Father of the Year. So Hulk gets a letter in the, la in the mail Thing. There's this foundation that wants to give him the Father of the Year award, and the family decides, hey, we're going to go back to Clearwater and visit Hulk's mom. And for the first time season since the season three premiere, they finally return to their prior home that they were they just moved all their stuff out of. So they return to the home, they're sitting there, Hulk reunites with Bubba the Love Sponge, back when they were still friends, down at his gym, and Hulk even makes a call to check on his mother's condition, I think, at whatever, a home or apartment. Because, appar because apparently she had a stroke or whatever, so he's making sure that she's all right, and it turns out she's on oxygen to help her breathe, so you got to get used to that. Hulk visits her and kind of tries to cheer her up by making jokes, and one woman even tried recognizing him when he before he met his mother again. He's like, oh, aren't you a famous wrestler? He's like, yeah, I'm gorgeous George. And he tries making some jokes to cheer her up, Reveal and reveals to her it's like, hey, I'm getting Father of the Year award for Father's Day, which is like, yay! And Hulk even takes her shopping. It's either a Walgreens or CVS. I know they're practically the same thing with the layout, but takes her to the store to get some shopping done, get some beer, even secretly buys him a Father's Day card. So the next day, family gets together and they're like, oh, mother, where should we take you for for lunch or whatever? She decides, oh, let's go to Hooters. But the whole time, friggin', she's trying to talk and everything, and Linda's interrupting her so it shows that Ruth aka Hulk's mom and Linda don't like each other 
I mean, of course, there's that whole thing within laws. It's a common thing. Then Hulk gets his Father's Day card and a bunch of cashews because, oh, here's your here's your kind of Father's Day gift. But then they do something that kind of gets to Hulk, but then is a little iffy for his mother, too, because they return to his mother's home that she had lived in since 1950. So this is Hulk's childhood home. They find a truck that used to belong to Hulk when he was a kid buried in the yard. They even visit, They see how the house is still spruced up. And Hulk even visits the backyard, which turns out it was the very place where he spread his deceased father's ashes in. So that kind of gets to him by the time they get back home, like just looking back there again. And Hulk's mom doesn't even want to set foot in the house because it just makes her sad remembering that she had been there for so long and so many memories there. But then before Hulk and them return home, they decide, hey, we're going to take mom shopping. So they take her for jewelry and even go shopping at Fashion Bug. Like, you want to buy this top or these shoes or these pants? So they go shopping. It's like, yay, give mother the treatment and everything. And finally, the episode concludes where they go to the ceremony. Hulk's giving his speech about revisiting his childhood home with his kids and even credits Linda for making him the parent that he is, saying that it's all about making sure you're a parent first and a friend second. Then they go to the hotel, and Hulk shows his appreciation for the family. But then he says something that doesn't age well. Hopefully next year, I'll win the Husband of the Year Award. Yeah, and we know that wouldn't come to pass. And then the episode concludes where Hulk and Linda pretty much are going off screen to fuck. And that concludes not only Season 4 of Hogan Knows Best, but also the entire series. Now, what I've read... They were actually working on production for season five because this series finale would end up being the series finale aired in October, but then the stuff happened in December where Nick got into his serious accident, so the whole Scared Straight program ended up doing nothing for him in reality. And then a couple weeks later, Linda, who was out in freaking California for whatever reason at this point, files for divorce because apparently Hulk cheated during some point during production of the show. Hulk denies it, but... At this point, Linda was like, this marriage is done, goodbye. And when all this stuff happened, they were like, yep, the show's canceled. So whatever they possibly filmed or produced for a fifth season, it's never come to light. But this was the end of the series. I mean, they promoted it as a, seri- as a season finale in commercials, but it's just like, that was pretty much it for Hogan Knows Best. Four seasons. Uh, let's see how many episodes... 43 between four seasons. But uh, here's what it says on the Wikipedia page. It was reported that teeping for an additional season of Hogan Knows Best halted in the summer of 2007 before it was finally determined that the show was canceled in early 2008 due to problems involving Nick, Linda, and Hogan. Or, well, Hulk, because... Because, uh... Oh, yeah, August 2007. That was when Nick went through his car accident. Uh, He's going through the whole thing, like, with legal stuff, getting arrested... And then a few weeks after Nick got arrested because of the whole speeding accident and everything, that's when Linda filed for divorce because it said that he apparently cheated, Hulk apparently cheated on a friend of freaking, a freaking Brooke and everything. It's just like, I don't know if that's true or not. Hulk says it's not true, but then again, you got to remember, Hulk's known to be a liar. So I don't know whether Mike has your tales of that. But when you go through that with the divorce and Nick's legal stuff, that was pretty much it. And then even after, shortly after filing for divorce, Linda is hooking up with a 19-year-old guy. Like, really, Linda? Come on now. Well, yeah, that was pretty much it for 
Hogan Knows Best. October 21st, 2007, the show came to an official end for production. And after this, Hogan Knows Best ended up happening uh, with a spinoff called Brooke Knows Best. So, eventually I'm going to cover the, both seasons. One episode for season one and then another episode for season two of Hogan Knows Best. So, get ready for that. But like I said, I still need that series finale for Brooke Knows Best. If anybody can get their hands on a video or link me to it, please let me know so I can get it properly done for season two for that show. But... That's pretty much it. In terms of this season, best and worst episode, I would say the best episode for me? Oh, this one's a little hard to say because barely any episodes truly have a big stand out episode. Um, trying to look through my notes here because I got like over 30 pages of notes for all four seasons. I'd have to say the best one, at least in terms of entertainment value, I'd probably have to say Hulk's Extreme Makeover because... There are fun moments there. In terms of worst, like for episode I care the least about of this season, maybe the workout episode. Like nothing really stood out other than that whole argument that Hulk had with the trainer early on. Or maybe the Go West episode, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those two episodes where I would say I care the least about. But anyway, folks, that's it. All four seasons of The Hogan Knows Best have been covered and reviewed here on the podcast. Hallelujah, that's done for after having to binge through all these episodes over the course of a few days. So anyway, let me know you guys saw in the comment section below about Hogan Knows Best, whether it be season four or the whole series in general. And at some point, like I said, I will get to Brooke Knows Best. Like I said, all I need is that last episode, and I can properly do season two for its own separate episode. If anybody can get their hands on it or link me to it, please let me know because I can't find that episode no matter where I look. It's either not available anywhere, nobody's posted it, or I'm trying to look for it and it's on a freaking website that says, oh, you can't watch it in your freaking country. I can't even find it on iTunes. The frick. Anyway, if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please remember to leave a like, comment what you thought below, subscribe with the bell, turn on if you're watching this on YouTube, or follow if you're watching this on listening to this on any other service, and I will catch you all later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like, comment, subscribe. Peace out, and good day, everybody.